0: Welcome to the official podcast for Triumvir Clio's School of Classical Civilization. I'm Beth, a.k.a. Triumvir Clio. Hello again. Welcome back. My internet is currently down. It's fun. I know, first world problems, but it's amazing how much of my life and work lives in the cloud. Fortunately, I could use my phone as a hotspot to open the pages that I need for today's episode, because while I have bought a lot of hard copies since getting my job, I have not purchased a copy of The Biblioteca. Yes, today is another chapter from the Bibliotheca, Book 2, Chapter 6. I'm using the Fraser translation that is freely available online, which means I currently have multiple tabs of the Tufts Perseus site open so that I could turn my hotspot back off and not use any more data than necessary. Our last two chapters were about Heracles, and we are not done with Greece's favorite hero yet. Heracles has finished his labors. Having atoned for the murders of his wife and children, he's ready to get married again. Now rumor has it that one Eurytus has offered up the hand of his daughter to the man who can beat him and his sons in an archery match. No problem. Heracles, of course, wins. But Iphitus, one of those sons, says that there is no way he's letting his sister get married to a man who is known to have killed his wife and children. Not too long after that, Autolycus steals some cattle, but Eurytus blames Heracles. Iphitus, though, isn't so sure and goes to Heracles to ask his help in tracking down the lost cattle. They set off, but then, in another fit of madness, Heracles throws Iphitus from the walls of Tiryns. Now he has another murder to be purified of, so Heracles heads off to Neleus, but Neleus is friends with Eurytus and refuses to help. So Heracles goes to Deiphobus, who does purify him but Heracles is still afflicted with a disease that is only described as dire, so he goes to Delphi to ask the oracle what he can do to get rid of it. The priestess says that he's fated to plunder the temple in Delphi so that he can set up his own oracle, which isn't particularly helpful, but does tell Heracles that what he should do next is steal the tripod from the temple. Apollo tries to stop him. Zeus, in pure father mode, throws a thunderbolt between his sons to make them stop fighting. And Heracles finally receives an oracle about how he can get rid of his dire disease. This time he's to be sold into servitude for 3 years and he also needs to pay compensation to Eurytus. So, Hermes sells Heracles to Umphali, princess of Lydia. Lydia is ruled by one queen Iardenes, because when the king died, he decreed that his wife was the next in the line of succession, which is pretty progressive if you ask me. Anyway, Eurytus refuses to accept the compensation, but Heracles serves on folly faithfully, killing some people and just capturing others, like you do. He also finds the body of Icarus and gives him a proper burial. As thanks, Daedalus makes a statue of Heracles. Now, one night, Heracles mistakes that statue for a living being and throws a stone at it. Daedalus must have been one hell of a sculptor. It's said that it is during this time that Jason and the Argonauts go on their voyage, that the Caledonian boar is hunted, and that Theseus kills even more people than Heracles, but that's a story for another day. As promised, Heracles is rid of his dire disease once the three years are up, and he sails off to Troy with 18 ships. Each ship holds 50 men, so carry the four. 900. He sails to Troy with 900 men. He leaves Oacles to guard the ships while he and the rest go to attack the city. Laomedon, however, leads his army to the ships and kills Oacles. But Heracles and his Greeks besiege the city. Telamon, a.k.a. Big Ajax's dad, is the first to enter the city. Heracles is pissed. He was supposed to be the first. He draws his sword, but Telamon, thinking quickly, immediately starts piling up some stones, which confuses the heck out of Heracles. Telamon explains, he's building an altar to Heracles, the glorious victor. The flattery works, and the Greeks win the day, after which Heracles gives Hesione, Laomedon's daughter, to Telamon. Because we mustn't forget that women are property. Yay. Hesione is allowed to pick someone to go with her, and she chooses her brother, Podarches. Heracles says that she can't pick him until he's been sold as a slave and ransomed by her. The only currency Hesione has is her veil, so that is how she pays the ransom. And because of that ransom being paid, Podarkes comes to be known as Priam. And that is the end of chapter six. Heracles does a lot of killing. And not as much as Theseus, but again, that's a story for another day. But still, he's supposed to be this great hero, but much of his story involves him flying off the handle. You know, just going crazy and killing people for no good reason. Not that there's ever really a good reason, but I digress. There are a couple of things that stand out to me in this chapter that have nothing to do with Heracles killing people. First is Lydia, the country or kingdom or... Queendom, if you're Lucille Van Pelt, right? I did play Lucy once. Uh, There seems to have been a peaceful transition of power from the dead king to the widowed queen. There really isn't much said about this, other than that passing reference in the biblioteca, but it does make me curious to see what other sources, assuming there even are any, have to say about Umphali and Iordane's Particularly, particularly Eridane's. I'm curious what her story is, um, and and whether any of her story has survived the millennia. But then there's also that last little story about how Priam gets his name. I'm so accustomed to seeing old Priam with his fifty children that each time I I've gotten to this point in the biblioteca, I do a double take. Priam was a child once. I mean, a of course he was once a child everybody was once a child but if you don't know that Priam once had a different name <laughs> it it's this sudden surprise at the end it's like and his new name was Priam wait Priam oh that Priam yes that Priam the one from the Iliad the one who is the father of Paris and Hector that Priam and Cassandra too also also Cassandra's father so what stands out to you in this chapter? What do you think of this stage in Heracles' life? Pop over to the blog and share. It's at triumvirclio.school.blog. The URL and maybe a link are in the show notes. You can also find me on Patreon as triumvirclio. Clio. In the next episode, we'll cover Seneca's take on one of my favorite characters, Medea. Talk to you then.